Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye, Donald. Goodbye, Donald. Goodbye, Donald. You're going to leave us now. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana, to join the conversation. It's area code 914-803-4131. That is area code 914-803-4131. If you're on the Blog Talk Radio page, you can also Skype in, and you can also log in to a free blogtalkradio.com account and join us in the chat page that's at the bottom of blogtalkradio.com. On every episode that you have, so you can join the free chat there type in your questions if you're listening after the live broadcast you can always leave your comments questions concerns etc over on the show thread at liberalband.com on facebook.com slash liberalband and on twitter at liberalband radio on twitter um got a big show uh, planned for today got a couple guests lined up uh, one for the top half of the bottom half of the hour we're going to be talking uh, to the uh, ceo of queerty gamers about um, about uh, a grant program that they have going on. So we're going to be talking more nerd stuff on the bottom half of the hour because, you know, my other thing that I do or one of the other things that I do in my full-time career at the moment at least is uh, software development. And that's always an interest, especially if I can use my privilege as uh, both a podcaster and a software developer to help promote good causes. And this is a very good cause as well. Uh, the link to their micro grant program is on uh, the show thread or the show page, I should say, on Blog Talk Radio. It is also at liberalband.com. You can also link to find the link to the uh, the Query Gamers Victoria Kennedy Microgrant Program as well. And we're going to be talking about that again at the bottom half of the hour. Uh, but in the top half of the hour, there's uh, the runoff elections are going off in Georgia currently. Uh, we have two Senate elections, uh, which will determine the fate of the United States Senate will it remain in Mitch McConnell's hands and be a uh, implement of uh, destruction uh, for the GOP to block everything that Joe Biden wants to do to set this country straight? Or are we going to uh, send two uh, people up to, uh, the, uh, up to the Senate who are Democrats who are going to then allow uh, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris to be the tie-breaking vote? on probably everything that is, is important for the upcoming administ- administration uh, and to stop any of the roadblocks that may occur um, from GOP obstruction. Of course, uh, we wouldn't be in the position that we're in. We wouldn't have President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris uh, as you know the transitioning incoming team if it were not for uh, – you know, the vast turnouts in various states, including the state of Georgia, which helped to get uh, the Biden-Harris ticket up to 306 electoral college votes. And one of the reasons that Georgia, that one of the reasons of Georgia's success in 
turning blue uh, are black voters, specifically black women voters. And I was uh, brought to my attention. I came across something on my TikTok channel, my TikTok stream on my For You page uh, about a disturbing thing that's going on, uh, potentially. Uh, I don't know if it's it's isolated in small events, but this is Georgia. Who are we kidding? Um, in my videos uh, on YouTube, if you go to youtube.com slash liberalbandradio, or I think you could just go to youtube.liberalband.com and that'll forward you there. Uh, you can see my video series on the GOP coup uh, that, you know, where, where the minority power is trying to maintain their power uh, in this in states and at the national level. And I go in depth as to the problems that have already existed in Georgia before this election uh, between um, Kemp kicking people off the rolls, uh, between uh, them holding up voter registration submissions uh, so that they couldn't vote in the upcoming election, uh, and about the slowing of the mail uh, that was done in Georgia to try and prevent absentee ballots from uh, showing up uh, on time so they wouldn't be counted. But then now that the, that election is over, uh, we have another one's coming in, and uh, the uh, user uh, Goddess Me uh, on TikTok, um, Amy uh, Weaver, she uh, definitely opened our, opened the eyes of a lot of people and a lot of people are trying to shut her down. And I believe we do have Amy on the phone with us. Uh, Amy, are you here? Are you there? Is that you? Okay. You're a little, can you hear me? you're a little, I can hear you now. Yes. Perfect. Um, okay, did cool. I get your pronouns correct? Oh, perfect. Okay, great. Um, so let me how, tell the audience, how did you come across uh, what you found? What did you find and how did you come across it? So I work on the weekends outside of my regular job with different um, campaigns trying to either um, canvas during the primary election or currently we're registering voters up until the cutoff, which is December 7th here in Georgia to get registered to be able to vote for the January 5th election. So I was registering voters and I was in Stone Mountain, Georgia. I was set in front of a beauty supply store and I, you know, talked to probably at least a hundred, 150 people that day. But what stood out to me was that anytime someone comes up to me, right. I would, lots of people say, are you registered to vote? Well, the really quick answer to that is yes. And you just move on and you don't get to have a conversation with people. So Mm -hmm. I always like to say, you know, have you checked your voter registration lately? Make sure your poll hasn't changed, anything like that. Something to get them to engage a little bit, you know, to where it's not a yes or no answer. So with that, I have a lot of, a lot of success in getting people to take a minute and scan the QR code that will take them to the My Voter page so that they can enter their information. And it will, if they're registered, it pulls them up, their name, address, and their polling location, all that good information is there. For... 11 of the people that I was able to get to check their, Q, the, you know, scan the QR code, they pulled it up, they entered their information, and they got this huge long paragraph that had nothing to do with their information, and what it appeared was that they were not registered to vote. Now, now, me, now 11 no, people that scanned the QR code, how, how many people scanned the QR code? I know you said you spoke to 150 people. Did all 150. 50. So 11 no, out of 50, no, so 20%. 20% of the people that you talked to uh, came up and scanned their QR card and, and they weren't in the system. Right. Well, they okay. weren't showing in the system is what I Okay. Thought. 
Okay. Now, given the history of Georgia right. and you know, the instances of purging before, I made a video stating that, you know, I, and I spoke specifically to black women for a reason because the 11 people that, I, that didn't come up, all 11 were black and 10 of those were women. Mm-hmm. So, and, and just to be sure, all, all 11 of them had voted in the, in the, in the November elections, correct? Yes, all 11 okay. of them said they had voted just a few weeks before in the primary, uh, for the, not primary, I'm sorry, in the presidential election. Mm-hmm. So their information wasn't coming up. And angered by that and so and i'm assuming, I'm assuming wanted, you checked you i'm assuming you checked your information and your information came up valid yes. right it worked for you yes. okay mine came up my fiance's came up i checked a couple friends i had you know i put a call out to you know other leads and for that were out registering you know check yours see what's going on everybody was coming up so it seemed it seemed at, at the very least questionable that that was happening. I, so, I would say so. I mean, 50 is not a very huge sample, but if 20% of 50 are coming back and, and saying, you know, hey, I voted and now I'm not registered, that that would raise a red flag in my eyes, especially with the history of uh, voter suppression attempts uh, by Kemp and others in Georgia. So I made the video. And what I will say is that actually as recently as just, three hours ago, had a conversation with some people who are um, related to the new Georgia project. Mm -hmm. And while they aren't very happy with my tactics and how I spoke, they thought it was alarmist, which I I get it. I I was alarmed. So it came off alarmist. Um, What they have discovered is that it appears that there is in fact a major system problem with my voter page. Okay. That's that's the so, information I've been given. So the my voter page, not your specific voter page, but the my voter page on the Georgia Secretary of State's website has a problem. It has a major problem. The data is not being fed properly. The systems are not communicating properly or something. So what people really need to do at this point is obviously you need everyone needs to check their registration, right? Mm-hmm. And if you go to my voter page and it doesn't pull up your information and show that you're registered, the next step needs to be you need to place a call to the county board of elections, whatever county you live in. And you can get that information really easy. Just go into Google like, and you know, say Fulton County Board of Elections, and it's going to pull up a phone number. And you need to call into the county board of elections and say, listen, I – you know, I checked my voter registration on my voter page. It's not pulling me up. Can you please verify my registration? And they have an internal system, I, I believe, that has the accurate information. Now, if okay. you don't pull up with them, then there's a bigger problem, at which point people need to send an email. or Well, they could call the ACLU. They could call the National Voter Protection Hotline. Or, which is, um, sorry, the National Voter Protection Hotline is, is manned by le- lawyers, right? So right. they're going to make sure that you get taken care of and whatever legal aspect needs to happen is going to happen. The other thing you can do is send an email to story, S-T-O-R-Y, at fairfight.org. 
And okay. they have people who are monitoring that email who will look into, you know, all accounts that come through it and determine at that point, you know, what action needs to be taken, if action needs to be taken. And, you know, quite honestly, it's a way for them to compile the evidence and, and data they need if there need to be lawsuits. Right. So I know I've looked at your um you know, the TikTok videos and, and some of them that you shared uh, included screenshots of individuals who have reached out to you on TikTok to confirm that they went to the My Voter portal uh, for the Sec- Georgia Secretary of State or for Georgia's government or whatever, the Georgia My Voter page. They went to that website. Yeah. They, they, they said, I've, I'm verifying that what you're saying is valid, that I'm coming back as not being a registered voter, despite having voted in November election. Have Correct. any of these? Have you reached back out to any of those people, um, or have I you been have. able to reach back to, or have they reached back out to you with the new information to say whether or not that has been successful? If if if, if reaching out to their county boards have been successful? Well, the problem is that I actually just learned this shortly ago, so I haven't made mm-hmm. a, a new video to get that information out through TikTok sure. yet. So that's actually going to be posted tonight, probably pretty quickly after we get off the phone. Okay. Um, I do know that I, I did call a friend of mine who personally saw something on a Facebook page I'm on and confirmed that she wasn't showing up as registered. So I did call her and tell her to call the County Board of Elections. Now, the issue is that it's a Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. So exactly. you're not going to get to anybody until Friday. Right, at the earliest. <laughs> right. So, I mean, we, we all just, you know, have to – Try and be pa- as patient as we can, but at the same point, be diligent. Diligent. Uh, diligent sorry, is the word I'm looking for. Diligent and vigilant. So. <laughs> yeah, and well, in persistent, keeps up that sense of urgency because you know, if something is wrong, you've got to fix it quickly because December seventh is the cutoff for registration. Right. So that you know, is there, there's what? a lot of. That, that is. I'm sorry. That is a week and a half from now. So a week from now is the second, and then the next Monday is the seventh. So we have to basically have a week and a half to, to, to make sure that your information is valid if you're a voter in Georgia and you want to be able to cast uh, a ballot in the Georgia runoff election and have a say in who's going to be, have control over the next Senate. Well, and quite honestly, have control over the government for the next four right. years because you know, a lot of people don't understand, and I, I blame a lot of this on the fact that, you know, civics is no longer really taught in, in school, right? No. But not. most people think, I already voted. You know, I'm done. I voted already. But in Georgia, to take a Senate seat, you have to get 51% of the vote. None of the, the people who, you know, were trying to be elected got that. Right. So they narrow it down, and you it's, it's basically a do-over. Right. Louisiana so, is, pretty, is the same way. We have, we have the general election, and if there's no, no clear-cut winner uh, in the primary, there will be – or in the general election, there will be a runoff as well in most of the situations. Um, and, yeah, I mean, and, and no, turnout is notoriously lower for runoff elections than it is for, um, than it is for the general election. And, unfortunately – in most cases in not off year elections and in runoff elections that turnout tends to be more conservative as well. So if you want to make sure that uh, Joe Biden does not have an obstruction to Senate, uh, you need to make sure to people in Georgia 
who are, you know, left to center and beyond need to make sure to go out and get out there and, and vote because it, otherwise you're going to have two plus years of, of obstruction because you have other Senate seats that are up, but the next batch of Senate seats I think are going to be even harder to flip and harder to defend. So, yes. Well, and, and one of the issues that you, you, we have to look at too is that, you know, this is one, one problem that I saw, right? And now that people have actually, you know, taken the information that I gave them and dug into it, you know, we, we found that it's not necessarily as horrible as I thought it was. Right. It's still a major problem. If the, if the state-run website that's supposed to show you your registration isn't working properly, right. that's an issue. That's a big issue, and that needs to be fixed. But Especially the other thing in the middle is, of an election. Exactly. Well, and the other thing is that they try to do little sneaky things here in Georgia, okay? The right. state election board called a meeting, called this meeting. They announced it at 1125 a.m. on Sunday. And the meeting was at 8 a.m. Monday morning. Wow. And they had three proposals on the table, okay? Proposal one had to do with ballot boxes. I didn't read a whole lot of it. Mostly, to me, you know, summed it up with that, you know, we're going to leave the ballot boxes where they are, and, you know, maybe we want to put some more out. Okay, cool. I'm fine with that. The second proposal was about when we start counting the absentee ballots. And quite honestly, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to that one because I don't care when you count them as long as you count them, right? Right, sure. The third proposal was disturbing. The third proposal, um, basically what it was saying, and I'm summing this up because I'm not looking at it right now, obviously, was when they're going through and and verifying a a ballot, right, and they want to verify a voter, right, sometimes they challenge a ballot. One of the things they wanted to use to be able to challenge a ballot was they, the requirement that the voter have either a valid state driver's license or a valid Georgia state, you know, and when I say state, I mean Georgia, so sorry, a valid Georgia driver's license or a valid Georgia ID card, okay? Mm-hmm. That is problem number one. In the state of That's Georgia, you don't have to have an ID. You can go to your county board of elections and you can get a free voter registration card for identification purposes. You can't use it for anything else but to vote, but that's your ID. Okay, so that takes away the financial issue with getting a driver's license or getting a state ID. The second portion of that was that they wanted you to have a motor vehicle registered in the state of Georgia and have paid the taxes on that motor vehicle. Wow. That sounds a lot like a poll tax. Exactly. So I did make a video, you know, announcing that, you know, calling out to everybody, get on this. It's, anybody can come to this meeting, right? You can come to this meeting. You can raise your little hand in the meeting thing, and they have, you know, they will call on you to speak. We have to, you know, oppose Proposal 3. So enough people showed up and spoke out that they tabled Proposition 3. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people are going, oh, it's over. No, 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 no. They tabled it. That doesn't mean they decided to discard it. Right. They just said, there's too many of you in here right now. We're, we're not going to talk about this right now. Oof. 
and, and, and you can be and, you, and according to federal law, if I'm if, and you can correct me if I'm mistaken, um, but according to federal law, if you're a student going to school in Georgia at one of the various universities that Georgia has, um, and mm-hmm. if and you're from out of state, you can cast a ballot and register to vote in Georgia if you so choose, right? Well, and you and and yes, you can definitely do that. So you don't have to have a Georgia ID. You just have to have an ID. I urge people to avoid any type of possible issues is to bring, if you have a passport, use that because that doesn't mm-hmm. tell you where you live at all. That just makes it real easy. It's just, this is my ID. But right. what they also don't like to stress is that even, especially right now, it's so significant. Even if say you're here in Georgia going to school, but your home address, mailing address is in Ohio. Right. And right your mom sent you your absentee ballot from Ohio so that you could vote, right, for the presidential election, mm-hmm. you can register in Georgia right, to vote for the runoff. Just because you voted for the presidency in Ohio doesn't mean you don't get to vote for the, pre- for the runoff election in Georgia. You just have to register in Georgia, and you can do that. And, and and people should be doing that if, if they wish. And, and, and that's just one of the things that, obviously, with all of these, you know, so-called voter ID laws, and I call them so-called voter ID laws because they have so much other yeah. non-ID related provisions in them that, well, the you know. Well, the disenfranchise poor yeah. people and people of color and exactly disabled, you know, people that can't get out and get those things. People that don't drive. Right. Yeah. Right? The idea I that, mean, you, that you somehow need to pay vehicle vehicular taxes to cast a ballot is just absurd and but these and i'm sure most of the people in that board are conservative republicans because you know that's oh, how yes. georgia they rolls are. yeah so so that that, and that that's what they want to do it ever i mean i would love for you to email me a link to that because i, I at some point i i was going to add a fifth video on my gop coup series on youtube and i definitely want to okay. include that as an example uh of the continued attempts of the minority party to retain their grasp on power because it's clear that Georgia has the votes to go blue and be blue from this point on because of just how well these Democrats have done Biden did in the state. You know, he flipped the state. No one expected this at the, be- at the beginning of the election cycle. Somebody told me that Biden was going to flip Georgia. I'd be like, I mean, Abrams didn't do it because of all the voter crap. <laughs> I, I would, I, I, I the camp's she not going to let that happen. Told. Yeah, that's actually what I've said. I've said that before on my podcast several times that uh, should be Governor Abrams was, I mean, she, she had the election ripped out of her grasp because well, of shenanigans. And, and, and people want to, and, and I know you got some grief from like news agencies and the secretaries and, you know, people were giving you grief about this for, for you know, well, well, these are allegations or whatever, are they, whatever that oh, they're I true. And I'm like, threat. oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I, I would. I mean, I would like to see whatever it is that you have to share, and you can let me know what you want me to share publicly or not as well. But I would definitely like to see more of that because of the fact that that is just abhorrent. Uh, but you know, the, the short of the story is, you know, a, a lot of the times I think conservatives show that when they read the Boy Who Cried Wolf, you know, a lot that they didn't learn the appropriate lesson. You know, the appropriate lesson yeah. is, you know, if somebody lies all the time or acts badly, that you're going to behave and believe that person is not trustworthy. So therefore, you're not going to trust them in the future. Usually when it seems like when they their their lesson that they learned from the boy who cried wolf was 
who cares if somebody lied all the time? They might tell the truth the next time, which is why they continue to believe Trump. Um, no, we just enjoy but, the lies, so we're going to go with it. Exactly. So, but the the thing is, is that if, if Georgia's government didn't want to have people see something fishy like what you saw and automatically assume bad intent, they should have acted right from the beginning. Like if you if somebody cheats on their spouse for years. Don't be surprised that if somebody catches you talking to a woman, another woman, they're like, oh, he's probably just cheating again. You know, you know, yep. you, you, you establish yourself and your, your credibility or lack thereof. And, uh, and you made people, they made their bed and now they lie in it, you know, and they lie a lot. Well, and the way I look at it here too is, I mean, and I made multiple posts afterwards saying it could be a, it could be a webpage issue, mm-hmm. but I, somebody still needs to look into it. Somebody needs to pr- Prove me wrong. I wanted that to happen. Right. I asked, please, look, and I don't have the resources or the access to investigate this in the nature it needs to be investigated. Right. And so yeah, like, what, what could we do to, to, to check to see if the, if the website is correct or the, the, the database connection, you know, you know, and, and, you know, we can't prove that. It's not, we don't, and none of us have the authority to do that. That's the state's responsibility to confirm to exactly. us, to the citizens, and or you specifically, because I'm not a Georgia resident. My my mom lives in Georgia, um, so prove to right. the people who are living in Georgia and voter in Georgia that their elections are going to be free and fair, and and are not going to be full of any of these shenanigans that they're typically full of in the state of Georgia. So well, I did hear, and you hear I did a lot. One, of I did I did too. see one statement I think that was from uh, somebody in the Georgia Republican Party or something that basically said that had Donald Trump not slowed down the mail in Georgia that the that he would have won Georgia because he basically no, shot himself please. in the foot by doing that because because the amount of and maybe that's true and maybe that's not I actually want it to be true because that would be great it would be great that his his like he always says this is a rig, this is a rigged election and my answer is yes you rigged it on your behalf and you still failed how pathetic is that so well what he what he really did quite honestly through if he had not mishandled corona virus to the extent that he did right i think he would have won again but even here i live in forsyth county georgia which is horrible literally like home of the last sundown city in georgia okay this is is the city that oprah winfrey protested and they didn't want her here back in the 90s i remember watching that you know in the 90s like what in the world black people can't be there and moved here without knowing that's where this was right but Even the the things that you look at and the way that you are perceived by this, you know, they they spread so much misinformation. But here where I am in foresight, I had multiple signs stolen out of my yard for Biden and them, right? So, and that's Mm. fine. Every time they steal my signs, I get more and I donate a hundred bucks to Planned Parenthood. (laughs) I hope they buy abortions. It works for me. Right. So there was a neighbor around the corner who had Trump signs. Now, my signs were stolen four times, four times, but his were stolen 12 times, if not more. And they <laughs> thought that it was my household stealing their signs. Right. And I found out from another neighbor uh, maybe three weeks ago, she's like, I know who's stealing the signs. There was a 80-plus-year-old white Southern Belle woman who lives across the street from the Trumpers. Uh-huh. She watched her go to her mailbox look around, walk across the street, grab the sign, and chuck it into the woods. When wow. old Southern women are stealing Trump signs to toss them, 
you know we fucked up. Yeah, pretty much. Like, now, that made me where, so where happy. Where is Forsyth County? Where is it? In, 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 like, in the We're scheme of things? We're north of like, Fulton County. If you, like, probably about 40 so north minutes of north of Atlanta? Of Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, Alpharetta is the furthest, like, north thing. I, I'm, like, three miles from Alpharetta. So I'm right on oh, the okay. edge of Cumming, Georgia, which is Forsyth County. Okay. Yeah, my mom's down in Millersville, so. <laughs> I have no idea where that is. I've only lived that's, in Georgia like, for two years. Oh, okay. It's about a, so, so, so is she. Um, it's about, I think about an hour away from Macon, I want to say, or so though. I, anyway, yeah. I do want to but thank I mean, you for coming on to the show I, I, and sharing this information. I, I mean, hopefully from what we're hearing is that it may not be as big of a deal as it was, but again, if it's not great, but it, it's, it's very important that we look into this thing and then we hold the Georgia government accountable. Um, I would love to free to email you that if email me the stuff that you would email me. And if you do find out more information by next Wednesday, I would love to have you back on for enough. Most definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. You have a great day. I hope you have a great tomorrow uh, with your uh, family, if obviously socially distanced and all that good stuff, but thank you for calling yep, in and appreciate it. And yes. Us too. No people in um, our <laughs> Great. So thank you very All much right. again, and you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, too. Stay safe. Will do. Bye. Bye. Okay, well, this, that is the end of the first break, uh, the first uh, half hour of the show, and we are going to uh, take a quick commercial break, come back, take your calls, and also hope we'll be talking to uh, uh, about the Queer Tea uh, Grant, micro-grant program. Uh, if you want to call in, it's 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show there's only one thing that i like better than the liberal dan radio minicast all right bill that's enough of that on the liberal dan radio minicast you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between you might even hear what the other side has to say sometimes even in their own voices so become one of the liberal dan family because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Day and Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things. Political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will. <laughs> Catch you on the tunes.
like to support Liberal Dan Radio? Would you like a shout-out on the podcast or the minicast? Would you like to purchase advertising or sponsor a bit like Hypocrite of the Week or Words of Redneck Wisdom? You can even sponsor the whole hour. Then become a Liberal Dan Patreon. You can help me grow my audience, and for a limited time, first-hour advertisers will lock in their rates for the life of the podcast. Head on over to patreon.com slash liberaldan and support the show today. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Do you want to put some money away for holiday gifts or just create a separate account to save money for a rainy day? Do you want to get a savings bonus every month for money deposited? Do you want the chance to earn up to $10 million simply by depositing money into an FDIC-insured bank? Then open a Yada account and use code LIBERALDAN, make a deposit, and you can get 100 free tickets for next week's jackpot. Each deposit can earn you extra tickets as well. And I've made it easy for you. Just go to yada.liberaldan.com and sign up. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot liberaldan dot com. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That's area code 914-803-4131. You can also join us in the chat on the show episode page on blogtalkradio.com as well. Just make sure to sign into a free to your free Blog Talk Radio account, and you can go from there. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread at liberaldan.com, on facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. There's also many different ways that you can follow me on social media. Uh, Just go to liberaldan.com and find the links page as well. Um, First, before we get to our guests, I do want to also give a big shout out to uh, um, Demonox, uh, the first Liberal Dan Patreon. Uh, Thank you very much for your continued support, and this is our the uh, most recent uh, Liberal Dan uh, Patreon. Thank you so very much as well uh, for your support of the podcast. Hope to get some more. If you do want to support the uh, podcast, go to patreon.com slash Liberal Dan as well. Uh, it can help me create more content. My um, next set of uh, videos that I think I'm going to work on, besides the one about the GOP coup, uh, is going to be uh, my another video or maybe even redoing the videos that I have on the Coming to Terms with Activism series uh, basically dealing with how to explain to people of privilege uh, certain terms in, within activism and why y'all shouldn't be so bent up about them and said how to deal with them as well. So without further ado, uh, one of my friends uh, shared with me um, this uh, information about a grant program uh, that was uh, queerdygamers.org uh, has a 
a grant program. Uh, is proud to announce our first grassroots-funded grant program, the Queer Event Gamers Victoria Kennedy Micro Grant Program. Um, and I was reached out to uh, Queerty um, and got in t- contact with uh, CEO Ray Lanchoni, um, who is the president and CEO of Queerty Gamers. Ray has defined his abilities at game developer studios like Nexon and Pearl Abyss with a background in social media, player relations, content creation, and influencer management in 2018. Ray officially formed Queerty Gamers, a nonprofit 501c3. Uh, with several goals to benefit the LGBTQ community. And so I wanted to have uh, Rayon to talk about uh, the, the uh, organization in and of itself with the nonprofit, the activities of the nonprofit, and specifically about uh, this grant program, uh, which uh, the funding, I guess, the, the deadline for applications is November 30th, so you got about another five days uh, after this program. But without further ado, uh, Ray, thank you so much for being on the, on the podcast. I'm so happy to have you on. Um, add a little bit more about yourself and about Queerty, and then let's just talk about this, uh, how the microgrant program came to be and who it benefits and, and what it's all about. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me on, Dan. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, so I guess just to fill a little bit uh, about myself uh, from what you've already mentioned. Um, I mean, recently I actually just become, uh, became unemployed in the gaming industry so that I could focus purely on Queerty Gamers. Mm-hmm. Um so that is a, a risk I, that I was willing to take. I think um, we have something going on here that I hope gets a lot bigger. Um, we've had so many really cool programs and uh, folks that have uh, been part of our community. Uh, and then, yeah, I, this month went by so fast. I, when you said five days left, uh, I, I hadn't realized that we were almost over <laughs> with this month. Um, yeah, I, so Query Gamers, we do. We had our we launched our grant program, micro grant program. Uh, for the third quarter, and we've received about 22 applicants. We picked two of those applicants. Um, we are a smaller nonprofit at the moment, so of course our budget is a little bit limited, uh, but we're hoping that our upcoming fundraiser uh, for Giving Tuesday will help us boost the amount we can provide to that micro-grant. Um, and I will, will, so I'll be overseeing the committee, but I don't vote on the committee. Uh, we'll be meeting next month to discuss all the different applications. I'm really excited to see who's going to be applying. Uh, last month, we announced that the, or actually the beginning of this month, we announced the recipients were um, Chloe and Ian. They have really cool games. One is, um, one 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 has uh, more to show at the moment right now. It's It's called Drag Her, and it's a, fighting game with drag queens. And so I think they're looking for funding, but they're also finishing up some stuff on there. Uh, and then we also have Chloe, who is developing a choose-your-own-adventure uh, lesbian pirate mermaid simulation game. It's really cool. And who doesn't want that? I mean, that just sounds perfect. So, Right. I was told that eventually that game will, I'll be able to romance a zombie mer person. So I'm very excited nice. for that. Very cool. And who should be applying for the uh, for the micro grant? So I will. I would hope that it's someone who is LGBTQ or an ally that is trying to break into the gaming industry um, or community. Uh, now I, I know that last the last and the first two recipients we chose were both game developers, but we are open to game content creators. Uh, so just make sure that you focus a lot on your application because you you've got to convince. Uh, I think what six people that you know the grant money should go to you. Uh, so 
just really take your time with it. I know there's only five days left, but if you're a content creator or a game developer or aspiring to be, um, you know, it, we are not really looking for certain levels of expertise. If you have the passion and the drive, then, and you can spell out what you need the money for, then, you know, you might get picked. Okay. Um, and what, I guess, as, uh, what, what, what is it like, I guess, or I guess, cause there's probably a, a definitely a need or, or, or how well represented in game development are the, uh, is the LGBTQ community? Or, or how are they not represented, I guess? Which... Yeah, I expect, uh, the, I expect that I know the answer, but, I, you know, I'm not the expert on it. So I don't have this nonprofit, so I'm going to post, post that to you, the softball maybe question to you. No, yeah, that's a great question. And um, I'm not sure I'm going to have, you know, the most precise answer for you because we're not, you know, recording which characters are queer and how many queer folks are in the industry. Uh, but we okay. are, what we are collecting with this information that we, with the grant program is we're finding out how many LGBTQ folks out there want to get into the gaming industry. Um, okay. That way we can pair up with game developers and publishers and say, hey, look, these are all the folks that want to get into the gaming industry. And, you know, uh, of course, all this information is optional but it does help us as an organization. So if anyone is ever like, well, do you have any people of color that are queer that, that are trying to get in the industry? And then we can point and be like, look, these folks uh, have been applying for the grant. Um, but yeah, I would say personally, um, from my experience in the gaming industry, that queer folk in games as, as you know, characters or queer elements are severely limited in uh, well, I was more talking about the development side than the, than the character yeah. side, but... <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I, I think uh, in terms of folks that are out, um, I don't see there being a lot of folks out there. Um, you know, Blizzard has their LGBTQ council. Riot has the Rainbow Rioters. Um, but they don't have as, as huge of an influence on the company as I would like or my organization would like. Mm-hmm. Um so there's still quite a ways to go. I mean, uh, I know several trans folk who are not open in the industry, although they are trans. So there's clearly a lot of work to do uh, before sure. we get to that point where people are comfortable. And my, my point uh, on that on that question specifically was not just to shine a light on the fact that, you know, there, there are definitely, you know, marginalized communities are often underrepresented in many areas of our country. And so it's no surprise to hear uh, that people who are part of uh, um, those communities are, you know, you know, might need a little more help. But by my, so my, my sort of question is, I think it's great, you know, that you mentioned that, you know, that the, that the grant program may very well be for not just LGBTQA folks, but for uh, allies as well. Um, but as somebody who is a cishet male, I would probably urge people who are like myself, uh, to not apply for it simply because of the fact that, you know, don't take a spot away from somebody, in my opinion, at least don't take a spot away from somebody who is in a, who is, who is in a, uh, who's in, who wants to be in that space and who is underrepresented in that space. That would be my opinion, but I mean, you may, you may feel differently, but. I, I I'm I'm currently, I'm currently short staff under work and I and I wouldn't think to apply for this because I don't think it's my place. So, but I think it's a great program and I want to use my privilege to help push it out there to other people and and, and let it and shine a light on on it. That's fair. Um, I think that there are a lot of people who may not be open and will never be open about their sexuality or gender sure. identity. So even folks who you know 
say they're allies, but maybe they're not, you know, maybe they're actually queer, but we'll never know. They may never confront it themselves. That's kind of why I don't ever uh, ask people not to apply. Uh, I think everyone will make, I think everyone will make the right decision on whether they should apply or not. And I mean, we have six people that are looking into it. So, you know, I think we'll, I I trust the committee to make the right decision on who the money goes to. That's a fair point. So, yeah. I don't want to force anybody out either. That, that, that's not a good thing. Yeah. So everybody should be out at their, uh, everybody should be out. Everybody's out at their own comfort level. But of course we should be creating a society where everybody's comfortable to be out. So exactly. that's, that's uh, yeah. Um, and so the, the uh, official name of the microgram program is the Queerty Gamers Victoria Kennedy microgram program. So um, can you get mm-hmm. into a little bit as to why, why it has that name? Absolutely. Uh, So Victoria Kennedy was my mother's name. She passed away in January and we wanted to find a way to honor her memory. Um, Actually, she passed away a day day after we got two new board members. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a, you know, and then like a month and a half later then we went into lockdown. So it's been a pretty terrible year uh, for a lot of folks, me included. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm very sorry I, about your loss, by the way. I'm, 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 you know. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and my mom had, so just to go back to go into my mom's history a little bit before I go back into, you know, the rest of the grant. But my mom, uh, she had cerebral palsy, but she was a teacher of 30 years. Um, but she was, you know, uh, a very kind and loving person. And she was a huge ally of the queer community. She only really watched queer movies. She loved the birdcage. So, <laughs> Uh, I just thought I mean, it made sense. That, I love I, I love the birdcage. I mean, I, I think yes. I think it should be a required program for anybody to to, to watch. Uh, to me, it's like I watched it. I think right after Robin Williams passed away, and mm-hmm. and and I just the thought that my that, that came to my mind after that movie was everybody should be forced to watch this because if you can watch that movie and 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 still have the hate in your heart, then there's something severely wrong with you. Because I mean, this, this is. Was- <laughs> it's it just such a great it's just it's just a great movie and it's so well done it's just so well done and and i mean robin williams is already a treasure beforehand but he did a great job nathan lane just just everything in that movie i mean oh yeah it's just great. it was it was a masterpiece and um i i, I agree everyone should have to watch it <laughs> uh in the society where everyone would have to watch it i i think uh high school is probably the best time so you get mm-hmm. your sex ed in you get your uh birdcage in there you go <laughs> Done deal. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so we we named it in my mom's honor, and um, uh, I just I just thought that would be great. And um, like her her sister, I apologize, I live next to a train. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know her sister loved it, and um, her we just found out she had we just found her her birth sister. Uh, the day that she passed, so like her her birth sister was really excited about it. So, uh, mm. uh, yeah, but yes, 2020 was um, not the greatest year, but I I'm I'm more of an optimist and like I I I see the light at the end of the tunnel and I like in the good sense, not the bad sense. Uh, so like right. not I, in the, that, that, I, not I, in the extra train coming at you. That's the light at the end. Of, is that yeah. hopefully it's not that train <laughs> that's lighting the end of the tunnel, right? No, no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, I, I try and take the positive of everything. So it's like, you know, what can I do about my mom's passing? And that, that's kind of how I honored her. I didn't, I didn't do an obituary. I actually, that my way to give back was to put it in my mom's name. So. 
Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. And it's good Thank that you. she'll be able to, her memory will be able to live on. Um, uh, you know, I was raised Jewish and we always say like, may her, may her, may her name be a blessing. So then, then uh, mm-hmm. hopefully that this uh, microgram program in her name will, will be a blessing to many people in, in the, in the years to come. Um, and so, but yeah, and what kind of, what type of things, I mean, you know, it's, it's a microgram, so it's obviously not going to be giving people a whole heck of a lot of, you know, money, but you know, what are the type of things that people should consider applying, you know, like not, not a strictly, you know, limited set, but you know, what, what type of things can be, can be considered for, for this sort of grant? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so things that we would consider are software fees, um, uh, you know, if, if you're working on a, a video game and your power is about to shut off, um, you know, something that we might consider would be like uh, utility bills, although there are a lot of uh, resources out there that will handle those kinds of things, especially in larger cities. So, of course, right. we'd, you know, we'd like to go through all the channels before you apply for something like that. Um, but so the 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 money is really open to anyone who is struggling but making a video game. Although when it comes down to like, okay, but did you try going through this? Did you, did you try going through that? Like, you know, does it seem like you might have other resources? Um, then we might look towards another applicant. Um, but you know, just to give you an example of like some things that we have picked in the past, it's it was software fees. Um, a lot of software actually, because software can be very expensive. Um, and, um, you know, if, if there's software that we can't afford, we'll, mm-hmm. you know, like, so for example, if you're worried that we can't, like our micro grant won't cover it, um, you should still apply. We'll, we're still willing to provide you a portion of that software, um, or what, whatever that fee is. Um, so don't, don't feel discouraged that you're asking for a lot. Um, the worst thing that we can say is no. So I, I would say just ask anyway, but make sure that you're, you know, you're really paying attention to that application. Right. Yeah. Cause you basically, you want to, sh- you want to show that you've went through all the other avenues that are, would be available to somebody hit roadblocks. And this is, this is your, this is your chance. Cause you know, obviously if there's a grant program in your, in your community to help you pay a power bill, then this grant money could then go to this grant money could go to somebody else who might need that, you know, software licensure fee or, or something to, you know, it also says like school expenses, expenses like tuition of books. So someone's going to trying to go to school to learn how to be a, a software developer, so that they could then learn how to be a, um, you know, to, so then they could develop their own games. That's also something that might be um, uh, available if, like your other tuition or grants and other stuff, isn't available. I guess that's something else that they could consider as well. Absolutely. Okay. Great. Yeah. Um, and if uh, somebody is not in the need of a microgram, but wants to support um, the microgram, you know, how, how would they go about doing that? Uh, yeah, there's several ways you could do it. Well, Giving Tuesday is coming up. Uh, so if you would like to go to queertogamers.org, we should have information on our Giving Tuesday fundraiser. But you can also just go and click the donate button at the top right of our website. Uh, if you either go to queertogamers.org or .com, it should reach us. Um, uh, a word of uh, caution, I, uh, since we are a smaller organization, I am still working out the kinks on the website. So if you don't type HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www dot, uh, it won't hop up. So you need to either go find us on a Google search or another search okay. engine. 
Um, or, or you can go to liberaldan.com, and if you go to liberaldan.com, the link's there too for the, to get to the grant page. So <laughs> there you go. There's the plug. So the, yeah, the, the, the episode the episode page for this on liberaldan.com and on Blog Talk Radio. My Blog Talk Radio site both have a link to the micro grant program, so then you could go from there, and you should be able to see the donate link as donate page as well. I, I've I've stumbled across that in my own websites before where I didn't check the right box in the setup and, and yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's something you have to hunt down. But then once you get it done, it was like, Oh, that's all I had to do. So, but yeah, we are, know. we are looking for volunteer website designers. So if anyone wants to come help me with that, I have a million things on my plate. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just wanted to add uh, also we are, you know, if you ever want to, if someone has a Facebook out there, you can make a fundraiser for critty gamers and people can donate like that. It's just through the normal post uh, feature. That sounds good as well. Um, I was having another question and I forgot. And oh, it's because you, you since you are a 501c3, um, you're, I'm assuming the donation should be tax deductible. We are tax deductible, yes. Uh, okay. it, uh, so Facebook will send an automatic receipt um, if you are doing a donation through Tiltify. I believe it should send you. A receipt. If not, you can always just email contact at creativegamers.org. Okay. Um, is there anything else that you would like to talk about, either about Creed or anything else, since we have a few more minutes left? Um, yeah. I mean, I'd love to hear your favorite video games, Dan. <laughs> oh, my favorite video game. Oh, there is a varied bunch of – I mean – I had for a while gotten away from like video games. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I used to play a lot more console games, you know, than I did. Mm-hmm. And then I got heavily into board games. Um, oh, I so love games. my recent addiction on board games are this is a genre called 18XX. Um, okay. You, have you heard of them? Is that like exploring or? No, it's, it's like, no. It, usually the games have 18 and then two numbers to represent a year. Okay. Um, so like okay. right now I'm playing a game of 1846 uh, asynchronously, um, and basically oh, wow. it, there's a stock market mechanism and a um, there's a stock market mechanism and a train building, train route building mechanism, and basically you're trying to build train routes, but you're also trying to be a robber baron and and get as much wealth <laughs> as possible. Some some of the yeah. games get into the really horrificness that is the stock market, and like. You know, there's one game that has like short sales, and but when after I played the one game, I was like, "Why is this a real thing? Why can people do this? This is disgusting that people <laughs> can do this in real life and not just in a in a game." Um, so I've been playing those a bunch, and because the people that play these games are really nerdy, uh, there's there's mm-hmm. online resources that have allowed us to play um, these games during the pandemic without having to be face to face, which is awesome. Uh, I have two kids, oh, wow. two boys, uh, 11 and 7. They got me mm-hmm. into playing Fortnite. Um, so, okay, okay. Um, I have been doing uh, live streaming of Fortnite on my Twitch channel, which my Twitch channel is nerdydan.com, so D-O-T-C-O-M, nerdydan.com on Twitch. Um, so I, I have been doing streaming of that, and we also, as a family, have been doing Animal Crossing as well, because um, sometimes I like stupid little games as well. Um I mean, no. who doesn't love Animal Crossing? I loved my yeah. mom loved Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh, it's, it's I finally got into it late, and it was just I, I like I had one video. I think it's up on YouTube where I was just, I, I I I found the island where you can make it into a, where you can catch all the scorpions, and mm-hmm. just me trying to catch the scorpions and then sometimes failing was just 
hysterical. And what was even funnier was my, my spouse in the other room. She was, uh, I was listening to her. I, I helped her make the Scorpion Island as well by clearing everything. And then I'm listening to her in the other room. Every time a scorpion gets her, she's like, ah, ah. It, it was hysterical. <laughs> I've been known um, to be taken down by a few scorpions. You know, I, I just started playing. I, I've had a few games of Among Us under my belt. Um, I've played similar type of games. Um, the Cards Against Humanity folks, I think, came out with Secret Hitler, you know, and, mm-hmm. and every single time I've played, it was me, another Jewish person, and a bunch of our friends, and the other Jewish person always wound up being Hitler. It was very <laughs> ironic. Um, <laughs> so, um, so there's that, uh, that, you know, the, um, all sorts of, you know, ga- you know, I do like first person shooters sometimes. I do like others. I used I used to be really into Grand Theft Auto um, a while oh, wow. way back okay. in the day. So just yeah. all sorts of stuff, you know, but I don't know. Any Overwatch? I'm very open. Hmm? Any Overwatch? I've not done Overwatch, no. Oh, Is that yours? Okay. Uh, that's fr- my that... to-go game for okay. uh, first person. I've been playing a lot of Dead by Daylight lately, uh, a lot of Among Us, a lot of Pokemon Sword and Shield, and... Um, I haven't touched my board games in a bit, actually, just because of the pandemic. And uh, I really want, I still have a rap uh, uh, copy of Terraforming Mars that I really want to play. Yeah. Uh, they have that I on have, Steam. I saw that it was on Steam, and our, our nonprofit was looking into, like, well, how could we play board games, but also, like, is there a way that we could have people, like, play without having to pay? Because a lot of folks, you know, don't always have a lot of money. Um, so like I was thinking maybe I could just grab my terraforming Mars and just stream it, um, like my physical copy. Uh, cause I think uh-huh. the copy of terraforming Mars on Steam is like 20 bucks. I think there happened to have a sale when I picked it up, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, mm. it's around there, but yeah, it's only problem I have with the online, with the steam version, with the online terraforming Mars is that they have a, a chess clock sort of mechanism on there to, to so that you don't waste too much time. Um, when you're playing oh. with you know, strangers and and it's not implemented right so when it's going uh-huh. through the motions of like awarding everybody their their goods like all of their resources at the start of the turn that counts against mm-hmm. your check your chess clock so i've had times where my chess clock ran out in the final ticks as it was giving me my information as it was giving me my stuff and i lost the game mm-hmm. even though i would have won the game so that can be incredibly oh, that could be incredibly frustrating <laughs> No, that does um, definitely yeah. sound like a. That sounds disappointing. <laughs> but, and, I, and actually, that's one of the things I've been wanting to uh, to put up on Twitch is to do an online game of Terraforming Mars and see about uh, getting that uh, done as well. So if you're ever interested in that, I'd be loved. I would love to play a game with you of that on there. Or if you ever figure out how to do it, how to do it live, hey, I'm always looking for new gamers to uh, to come play. Um, yeah, or if you for sure, if you ever wanted to try the 18xx board game online. There's, there's a easier one that's pretty simple to do, and my group is pretty good about it as well. So I love finding new gamers. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, we should definitely chat about that. Absolutely. That would be great. Um, again, thank you so much. It's uh, queertygamers.org. And I, first, I mean, I forgot to say this at the beginning. You know, the fact that it's, you know, you've taken the queer thing and the QWERTY thing and combined it into two, there are so <laughs> many companies that just fail miserably at great names and mm-hmm. y'all are not one of them because that's great that that that, that you combine those two things for the QWERTY and the that's just 
I love it. I, I love you. that. I, I mean, I love puns, <laughs> first of all, but just the kind of like, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the other things that I've done, at least before the pandemic, as I, me and my family are big Disney freaks. And one of the mm-hmm. things that, that has completely just confused the heck out of me is when they, they call their people that come up with their ideas, Imagineers, but yeah. it's, it's E-E-R-S. And like, why is it not E-A-R-S? Because it's Disney. You have a mouse. Like ears. Your no, mouse ears are your thing. Why didn't you use E-A-R-S? And my wife always thinks <laughs> at me about that while agreeing with me that it probably should have been E-A-R-S as well. Um, I'll definitely have to bring that up with my boyfriend. He loves Disney. I'm going to bring that up with him <laughs> right after this. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That, 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 you know, and he'll probably agree. So <laughs> uh, hopefully at least uh, because, you know, anyway, but thank you so much for calling in. Um, and if you have any other, you know, if you want to announce the winners or something on the show, if you have any other, if you want to talk about, I mean, giving Tuesday is make sure to, you know, Remind, email me the link for Giving Tuesday and for, for this, uh, if you can remember, and I will go ahead and share that out on my Twitter and uh, to my friend. I have a bunch of friends that are um, within the LGBTQA community um, who would probably like to, you know, maybe, who would probably like to support if they could, um, especially even just, to, even if by resharing uh, the link. So remind me to, remind me to do that if I don't remember to do it and I'll make sure to get that shared out and hopefully we'll be able to get some, uh, get some support for it and be able to expand uh, the amount of grants that you can give and the amount of the grants that you can give. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, Have a good, uh, hopefully long weekend um, for. uh, um, (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Be safe, healthy, everything, all that, you know, make sure now I'm I'm sure that we agree on, on masking and everything. So. (laughs) Absolutely. Please mask. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. And the pandemic. Thank you so much. Go to QueerityGamers.org. Help them out. If, if you're an aspiring game developer uh, in the LGBTQA community, consider signing up. Um, you know, get, get help to get your product launched because that is, you guys are definitely helping uh, an underrepresented group break into the market. So thank you so much, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Dan. I hope you do, too. Thanks. Bye. All right, and that has been this episode of Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Again, if you want to go, uh, um, we will have updates about the Georgia runoff election and the um, what's going on uh, with the potential of what's going on, which, which might not be voter fraud or election fraud with what's going on, and maybe it's just a technical glitch. And if it's only just a technical glitch, look, right, we'll have an update on that next week. Um, and hopefully, you know, if you're going to be taking part in Giving Tuesday, please make sure to uh, support Creative Gamers as well. Look forward to maybe even playing some games uh, as well with uh, Ray and anybody else who wants to join in. That would be great to have a Liberal Band Gaming group. Uh, until uh, next week, uh, same time, 8 p.m. Central, blogtalkradio.com slash Liberal Band. Uh, you can go to uh, minicast.liberalband.com for information about the minicast that I do. Uh, you can go find other links on, on uh, Liberal Band as well. A lot of places to find me on social media. Uh, liberalband.com, Facebook.com, slash Liberalband, at Liberalband Radio on Twitter, and of course, of course Patreon, uh, Patreon.com, slash Liberalband as well. So next week, Dan Zimmerman with Liberalband Radio, off to the left. That's right.